Hello. Hey, how are you? Hey, Tia, how are you? Good, good. Sorry, it took me a moment. I had to call in from my phone. Oh, you're calling from your phone? Yeah, the I guess so I have a Mac and I'm using Safari and I guess it's not supported by Safari, but it's no problem. I think you can still record and hear me fine with my phone. Oh yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you perfect. All right. Um I'm going to uh get this started one sec. Okay. First of all, how are you feeling? I'm I'm okay. It's I, I where are you located? I'm in Harrisburg in uh Pennsylvania. So it's probably cold where you are too. I think the weather got to me. I'm in uh, Indianapolis, and oh, wow. uh, yeah, I was not prepared. I mean, duh, it gets cold every December, but I don't think I've been <laughs> dressing appropriately. No, <laughs> me neither. <laughs> me neither. All right, I'm uh, I'm gonna get this started here. All right, you ready? Sure. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hey, Hungry Nation, welcome to the show. Today I have Tia from Financially Fit and Fab. She's a certified financial education instructor and she helps um, millennials kick their finances into shape. Tia, I appreciate you being on the show. Um, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, so excited to definitely chat with you and hopefully spread some good knowledge to uh, to your audience. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, I know you're feeling a little bit under the weather, so I definitely appreciate you uh, being able to uh, wanting to sit down and, uh, and talk a little bit. So uh, before we get started, I... Um, Wanted to let everyone know if you could let everyone know your origin story, um, a little bit about how you started and uh, where you came from, and uh, and that little bit. So uh, you have the floor. Thank you so much. So so like you mentioned, my name is Tia, and I started the website financially fit and fab. I started that about two years ago. Um, it's not my first foray with a website or a blog. I actually had a website for about three years prior to that called Naturally Fit and Fab. Um, and so on that blog, I, I journaled my uh, life in terms of exercising more, I changing hairstyles and, and fashion. Uh, but it was something I wasn't completely passionate about. And about the same time, I um, was also paying off uh, some debt, about $11,000 of school debt, um, and looking to raise my credit score. So um, I ended up getting a part-time gig to make some extra cash and stick into my budget. I even had a roommate at one point, and, you know, my friends really saw me working hard and would continually ask me questions about finances. Um, so I decided, you know, why not educate more than just my friends, which is why I really started my site about two years ago. And so I, like you said, help millennials pick their finances in shape. And so, you know, what that really means is if you think about it, if you go to the gym, you might have a personal trainer. Um, so the personal yeah. trainer is there to hold you accountable, to push you to the next limit, to make sure that you're doing what you're supposed to do. And that's basically what I am for people who read my site, follow me on social media, or work with me one-on-one -on -one is, you know, being their financial coach to, to answer those questions and to provide that accountability so we can all win together. 
that is uh that's pretty awesome you know what's uh what's pretty interesting as you mentioned you had a site before and uh, i noticed that that's pretty common amongst uh bloggers or then entrepreneurs um you start something and then you find out that that's not really a thing and then you kind of pivot into something else so uh power to you for for being able to <laughs> for being able to do that instead of giving up like uh, like i know a lot of people do uh, like i've done it where i had I think I had a website to talk about uh, lifestyle um, first before I started Hungry Being, and then I had another one that was gonna have to do with with fitness, and then it just it wasn't clicking. Um, and I also I didn't really have the understanding of how marketing and blogging and all that was gonna work out, so I gave up on them. And um, two years later, here is uh, here's Hungry Being, right? <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah. awesome. It's tough, it's tough, but you know, you learn along the way, right? I'm sure you learn plenty along the way as well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Huh. That's very cool. So what uh how many posts did you have on your uh on your first blog before you were like, I'm gonna scrap this? Man, I would have to go in the archives and see. It, it, <laughs> it, it, yeah. it was it was good. Um two I guess I would say I was consistent with the site for about a year. Um, oh, wow. I kind of off for the second year. Um, so, I mean, I, there had to be at least 100 posts out there in the blogosphere about, <laughs> like, natural hair and lifestyle. Um, yeah. Huh. And, you know, honestly, it's hard to transition because you, you don't want to be like, man, I'm a failure. This didn't work. Um, right. but you know, I really thought about it and was like, well, what do I really love? What do I feel like I can help more people with? Um, and I'm glad I did it. Took me, I procrastinated a while to start my site, probably a good six months plus. Um, but I'm, I'm really glad I did. Yeah. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you kept it going. I mean, two years in, that's, uh, that's pretty awesome. So when you, you, you talked about how you, you paid off, um, $11,000 of debt. So how long did that take you? It took me about a year. Oh wow, okay. And was that just saving and uh and hustling, you know, working two, three jobs? Yeah, so at the time I picked up a second job, like I mentioned. So I actually so I guess the backstory. So I ended mm -hmm. up getting a new job that paid more. So my full time job um was paying more. Um, it wasn't very much more, maybe like 5000 a year, which is something. I taxes, I feel like, took quite a bit of that. But then I ended up getting a part-time just retail job at DSW, um, yep. and I used pretty much all of that money to pay to go toward debt. Um, I downsized how I could, so I know I, was, I had originally like a – it was still a one-bedroom apartment with a den on the first floor, so the heating was kind of expensive – um, so I ended up moving to just a one-bedroom. Um, it was on the second or third floor. Heating bills were cheaper, and the rent was a little cheaper. Um, so mm -hmm. just finding ways, however I could, to to save money and put it towards debt. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty awesome. So, I mean, that's that's my motto, right? Like, work as much as you can, eat, you know, eat poop and become a diamond at the end, right? And you are, you're the embodiment of that. So that's awesome for, especially being $11,000 is, uh, <laughs> it's not small change. <laughs> that's pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah, it, it was 
definitely overwhelming, but I, it's uh, definitely important. Whatever your debt is or whatever your goal is to, to stay focused, you know, in retrospect, I wish then I knew about making money online. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I probably still would have gotten the retail job, but I also would have tried to make money online. So I had my blog during part of that time, but I didn't really know much about monetizing a website or monetizing an online audience. So I okay. had some free stuff every once in a while, but, you know, I really wish that at the time I had maximized my efforts, so, you know, meaning working at that retail job plus making some extra money online to, to pay off the debt faster. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so, you know, I was listening to a couple of um, podcasts from uh, Do You Even Blog? And uh, there was, who was it? It was uh, Millennial Money Man was on, and he was, they they were having this conversation, too, about, you know, when were they going to monetize and how they were going to do it and how that affects their their audience, right? So how, I guess, I've, I've been on your, you know, on your blog, and it's it looks so artistic compared to mine, and I look at it, I'm like, oh wow, that's pretty awesome. So, are you monetizing now in any way? Are you doing? Um, and if you are, I guess if you are monetizing, how are you going about doing that? Great question. So I am monetizing, and thank you for the compliment on my side. I actually am in the middle of a rebrand now, so it looks oh, yeah. nicer today than it did a couple of weeks ago, and hopefully it'll look even nicer after I finish that. Uh, rebrand, but I am monetizing. So when I first started, you know, I figured, let me just throw up some Google AdSense ads and make a whole bunch of money. You know, I quickly learned (laughs) that ads are not the way to make a lot of money. Exactly, (laughs) Um, exactly. Yeah, you need a ton of traffic to, like, make money with ads. So I actually removed all the ads from my site. Man, it's been a while ago. A while ago, I removed all that from my site because I said, you know, I'm only making change from the the ads. And although every all money matters, I want my uh, followers to have a good experience. So right. I removed okay. yeah, all ads from my site. Uh, they may get added back in a smaller uh, capacity because I feel like my site design is a little better. Um, mm-hmm. But definitely don't. I hate the sites when there's pop-ups everywhere and there's ads everywhere. Um, so remove those. So the way I really make money is like sponsored posts is one way. Um, yeah. Primarily when companies contact me and say, hey, will you write about uh, this brand or this service and we'll pay you. So that was kind of the first way that I started making decent amounts of money. And not maybe by decent, you know, 50 to $150. Um, and you can always. That works. That works completely. Exactly, and you can charge more as your audience grows. And some people even go out and contact brands, and I haven't done any of that. It's mainly people send me an email, and then I I try to work with them on something that will fit with both of us. Um, Mm -hmm. Something that I recently learned that's been very um, going well so far is affiliate marketing. Um, So I had before, but affiliate marketing is when you you talk about a brand or service or product. If someone tries it out, you'll get paid uh, a portion. So some of these products and services could be completely free to your, you know, followers, but you mm-hmm. get paid for, you know, talking about it for someone using the free service. Some services do cost money, and then you'll you'll get a portion of that money. 
Um, so I actually took a course. Not sure if you're familiar with Michelle from Making Sense of Sin. Of course, <laughs> of course, she's like the ultimate guru, right? Right after Jim Money, of course. But <laughs> exactly, she's the guru of affiliate marketing, making like yep. over a hundred thousand months. So I finally bit the bullet this year. I, I did a lot of investing in myself, like attending FinCon, buying courses. So uh, at FinCon, um, Deacon Hayes from Well Kept Wallet. Uh, had a presentation, one of the best ones I feel like I went to, and he talked about how he increased his income basically in a year from like a thousand dollars to now income is like twenty one thousand. Uh, expenses are a lot higher, but income is like went way, 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 way up. And his number one thing was affiliate marketing. And so when I heard that, because people can people can make a lot of money, people can do big things, but just because they do it doesn't mean you'll have success is kind of what I've learned. But if exactly. I'm able to post did it, it's like, oh, shoot, I can do this too. <laughs> so yeah. um, I bought the course after FinCon, end of October, and finished it November. Um, so between October and November, I was able to kind of triple my affiliate marketing income, and then from November to December, I've tripled that, a little more than tripled. So... Um, definitely nowhere near what Michelle or Deacon are making, but um, affiliate marketing right now is the main way that I'm able to monetize my site. Wow. So, like, I kind of want to dig into that a little bit, right? Because I've tried the ad, um, the Google AdWord, like having banners on your website too. And uh, I had it at the top, at the bottom, and then, like, once every other post. And I had it like that for um, – I think it might have been like two months, maybe one month or two months. And uh, um, the the guy from Do You Even Blog uh, put up his, uh, I'm forgetting his name right now, but um, he put up a, a, a Twitter post about, hey, if you have a blog or a website, uh, let me know what it is and I'll do a quick audit of it. And I put mine up and then he was like, it kind of gave me a reality check, right, where he said, um, all the ads on your page, uh, don't you think that's hurting, like, user experience? And I have to think about it really hard because at the time I was like, I'm not making any money. How am I going to make any money from this? <laughs> and I was only really, like, a month or two in, and I don't know what I was thinking. So, I, I like, I went and took all the ads off, only let um, the top and bottom on because I feel like sometimes I feel like if people see that you don't have ads, you're not, like, legit. But it's not really mm -hmm. doing it for me. I think I've made maybe four dollars in in like six months or seven months that I've been doing this. So it's that's interesting. But I got into a little bit of affiliate marketing, right? So I signed up for a couple stuff. And what I noticed was one, I I haven't made any money from it, full disclosure, right? Um, I haven't made any money from it, but I feel like there's so much strategy that goes on behind it. Granted, I haven't gone and uh, bought any courses or even really looked into it. I'm trying to hack it. Um, but what do you think about, like, what do you think the best strategy is if you are going to go into affiliate marketing or what strategy has worked for you? You know, honestly, because I, I was kind of the same way as you, where I signed up for different affiliates and, you know, maybe I'd make a $5, $10 sale you know, every every month or, you know, a minimal amount. Um, right. So Michelle's course really dives into all the strategies. 
Um, but a good way, like, prior to buy a course is, is looking at what other people do. So, like, looking at Michelle or other bloggers in, like, your niche or um, that write about similar topics and figuring out, okay, so what, in their income reports, what products are they promoting? And then once you see what products they're promoting, then it's like, how are they promoting it? So one thing I did that has been helpful for me is, like, I updated some of my older blog posts. So where okay. it may have had an affiliate marketing link. So, for example, one of my popular posts is three apps to invest in the, in three apps to start investing with $5 or less. And I talk about, like, Acorn, Stash, and Betterments, I believe. So I went and I updated the post because before the post was just giving basic factual information. But if you think about it, when you're reading a blog, you want more than basic information. You want the person's experience. You want additional insight. So that post, for example, I just went and I updated it like crazy. And so I gave specifics and I, I put more emotion into the post. That's one way it helps. Um, but also uh, social media. So, for example, yesterday I posted something on Instagram or today, and it's like an affiliate marketing link. Um, in the news, Kanye West bought Kim Kardashian a bunch of money in shares of stock, like 300000 so there's an yeah. app anyone can buy stock. So I did a post on Instagram and Facebook that was like, hey, guys, you know, Kanye did this for Kim, but you don't have to have Kanye money to buy stock. Check out this company. And people sent me messages like, oh, I never heard of them. Like, oh, cool, I'm going to sign up. So just being real and authentic and finding creative ways to talk about products more than just throwing links. Because before I was just throw a link here, throw a link there, but not, you know, not really selling it. Yeah. Huh. That's, uh, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I, uh, I've been, so I've been thinking about that too, is like, do I go back? Like if, if I realize all the strategies I'm doing, I need to change something. Like if I realize, Hey, I want to go back into affiliate marketing. Do I go back and, um, like revisit, like re-edit all my posts and stuff. So that's interesting that you've done that. That that may be something I look into. Yeah, I'll say I've multiple times. You happens every summer. Um, I do a site audit. So I get yeah, yeah. every summer I do a site audit. But this year it also may happen like this week, and I may do a site audit where I go back through my old posts, make sure it's still relevant information, uh, add additional links because one thing I've been working on is to lower my bounce rate as well as increase, um, like, the pages that people look at when they come to the site. Um, so it's right. easier to have someone stay there than try to get someone new to come to the site. So, yeah, about once uh, once a year, once every six months-ish, I go through old posts, yeah, make sure things are relevant, but also add links to have a lot of interlinking going on. And now the yeah. new thing to do is to update affiliate marketing links or add links uh, there as well. Wow. That's sick. So I guess you've been blogging for even way past, right? So you started this uh, financially uh, fit and fab. You started that two years ago and about a year prior you had a blog. So you've really been blogging for three years total, would you, would you say? Yellow. 
I'm sorry, I got disconnected. So sorry. Hopefully, you're able to edit and re put it together. Sorry. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, we'll be good. <laughs> we'll be good. <laughs> um, are you are you good now? Yes, I am. And then I couldn't get back in. But yes, I'm so sorry. I am. I'm good now. Back together. <laughs> That's all good. No worries. No worries. It'll all be cut and edited and all that stuff. Actually, I might just actually leave it because you aren't even gone that long. Um, but we'll see. Um. So yeah, we were talking about uh, blogging. So you've been blogging essentially for three years, if you count what you've been doing uh, for the past two years and the prior year when you had your first blog. Would you say that the amount of money that you're making, um, is it what you anticipated it would be? Is it more, is it less? Is it, do you, you're obviously on the right path because you're, you're making some money, right? But how how do you think um I guess having past present and future uh, meet? Good question. So I think so. I've been blogging, man. It's been a while. Um, the other blog was two plus years. This blog is two years. I actually even had another blog before that for a very very short period of time. So it's been four almost five years, probably cumulatively. And I okay. say. Biggest thing is, though, the first two blogs were more so hobbies. I didn't have a goal to make money. It was a hobby. Um, mm. Even starting this blog, um, I really just wanted to help people. Like, I didn't start to make money. I started to help people. Um, and then I realized, like, oh, man, people that have personal finance blogs are able to make money. Um, so I could make money, too. Uh, but I will say, considering how much time I put into the site, I mean, mm -hmm. it it definitely doesn't uh, go with how much money I've made by any means. But I really think blogging is a long-term game in terms right. of, like, traffic, for example. Um, I've seen my traffic really increase a ton lately. And it's not initially my new my newest post, but it's people finding my older posts. Um, mm -hmm. It's the post being on Google longer and in terms of, like, search engine optimization, them being at the top of the Google search, so getting more of that sort of traffic. Um, mm -hmm. I don't, and I will say when I started, I, I didn't necessarily have like a dollar amount when I started following people like Melissa Griffin, um, and other bloggers who make a ton of money, of course, then that my mind will let me make as much money as them. But, you know, the reality is a lot of the bloggers who make a ton of money, if they're not doing it through like a course or coaching, they have mm -hmm. a ton of traffic. Uh, I don't have a ton yet, but I, you know, every day, whether it's writing a post or social media, I know I'm hoping to, you know, get more traffic. Right. Oh, you're going to get there. I mean, even, you know, it's so right. It's it's anything in life, right, or especially in business, is, uh, it doesn't happen overnight. It's just incremental, incremental, incremental. And then one day it's like, oh, yeah, you have a million views a day, right? <laughs> Huh. It definitely was kind of my goal in 2017 was to more so invest in my blog, being, you know, a frugal blogger or financial blogger. I don't want to spend money on my site, but I have the awakening. Like, if it's a good uh, investment and I can see the return on an investment, it's worth it. Um, so like mm -hmm. Michelle's course, for example, it w definitely was an investment, but I was able to make my money back within a month, a month and a half. Uh, wow. took a course on took another course on traffic it was pretty inexpensive uh i don't know if it did that much short term but long term it helped me plant seeds in terms of 
um, you know, getting better search engine optimization on my site and better, like, Google traffic. Um, mm. So, yeah, finding a good things to that will give you that return on investment. Good. That's awesome. So, I guess, pivoting a little bit into business talk, how um, do you have an LLC set up? Is that, like, how did you start everything, or how did everything fall in place as far as, uh, financially fit and fab? Is it like an LLC? Do you have a trademark? Like, did you even think about that kind of stuff starting out? You know, originally that sort of stuff held me back from even starting. Like, hmm. oh, I don't have a trademark. Oh, I don't have a logo. I don't have this. Um, but right. someone, a good friend told me, just start. And I'm so glad I did. And so honestly, as of today, I don't have an LLC, but that's one of my goals with the tax law changes um, early next year or by the end of the year to at least do the filing because it's not too expensive in my state. Uh, I did do some work with AOL um, last year and earlier this year, and so I did uh, – I had to file, like, as a sole proprietor and that sort of thing. Um, mm. So I'm not an LLC yet, but with the tax changes, I definitely will be an LLC soon. Right. See, that's that's very awesome how you were like, oh, it start it stopped you because I feel like when because so I've had an LLC before and it was for a um, like a business idea buddy of mine in college started and it was like we had to have this before we started when we could have just started trying to sell people hot dogs out of uh, out of the hot dog vending cart that we had, but it's it's interesting because I feel like a lot of people get stuck on having everything right before starting when they can just go and see what happens. But I mean, I feel like you are, you're, you're winning already. So it's all going to be, it's going to be great. You know, I agree a hundred percent. Someone who's been following me on Twitter for like a year or so um, has been talking about doing a blog and a website and she reached out to me like this past weekend, about a week or two ago, and basically was feeling discouraged. And I was like, what's wrong with you? It's like, I feel like my website's not perfect and I'm not ready to go live. And I was just transparent with her. Like, when I first started my site, I didn't feel like it was perfect. It took me almost two years to do a site redesign, but it was that whole proof of concept, and I just wanted to get something out there. Um, right. So I kind of gave her that encouragement. You know, as long as people can read your content, as long as it, you know, as easy to flow, you can always make changes down the line. Uh, I ended up hiring someone because I thought, okay, I'm starting to make some money. I can invest the money back into hiring someone. Um, right. So it's that out there. Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's great. You still there? Yes. <laughs> good good i don't know if there's like i don't know if this is cutting out or not but awesome so let's uh let's keep it going right so tell me a little bit about you like so what do you what do you do for fun what do you um i guess what are you into when you're not blogging are you do you have a nine to five are you still working the part-time jobs are you working like or do you have a nine to five and then blog what uh what is tia what keep, what fulfills your time Wonderful question. So I do have a nine-to-five right now. Um, so one thing I don't really mention much, I will be on my website soon, is so I have about nine years' experience in the financial industry. Um, so mm. I've worked uh, in banking. I worked for everyone's most hated auntie, Sally Mae. 
Um, and right now I work for a very large investment firm in marketing. Um, okay. So I have a lot of experience in, yeah, banking, student loans, and now investing. Um, I'm recently, my blog honestly is like my baby, so I spend a lot of time on my website, but trying to diversify streams of income. So I've gotten into some freelance writing um, here and there lately, but looking to get some more streams going in 2018. You know, for fun, I love to travel. So I actually just got back from Nigeria about two weeks ago. Oh, I saw that on your uh, I saw that on your Instagram. How'd it go? It was great. One of my uh, best friends from college actually got married there, so uh, nice. I was there for a little more than a week to see her, and then obviously, like other college friends that also went to the wedding. So uh, I love to travel and want to do more international traveling in 2018. Um, so hopefully, the side hustling can you know help to pay for some of that that travel. <laughs> yeah. So on your, I was watching your uh, your YouTube videos too, and you mentioned buying a house. Um, tell me a little bit about how that went. Man, it's funny that you say that. So of all the things going on and not feeling well today, ironically, yeah. my first also not working the past couple of days, and it's like freezing in Indiana. So you know, struggles yeah. of a homeowner, but it's it's fixed now, so it's all good. But yeah, I bought my house two years ago. Um, yeah. I decided to, to buy my house because I wanted to start building equity. Um, where I live in uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, it's not too expensive to buy a house considering what you're going to pay for a nice apartment. My mortgage is probably the same or cheaper um, for what I would pay for an apartment that I live in. So I decided to kind of take the, the leap of faith. Um, now, I will say my house was pretty new, not a brand new house, but I really, that, that furnace going out was the very first issue I've had in almost two years of owning the house, so that's not doing too bad. Um, you know, biggest thing I'd say to people who are looking to buy their first home, I have a whole section about homeownership on my website, um, but that would be to find out what first-time homebuyer programs there are in your area, because okay. they can either with your down payments, your closing costs. Um, provide other resources to you. So I was able to take advantage of some of those resources. The timing really worked in my favor. Um, but it's important that you do have that money saved for your down payment and additional costs, like when things break, um, as well as work on your credit score because the best deals are given to those that have the best credit. Yep. Yeah, that's right. So I bought a house, too, and I got it with, like, an FHA. I put uh -huh. like I put three and a half percent down, and that covered I guess whatever it covers, <laughs> right? So uh, and now I've been trying to I've been looking at you know real estate investment and all these things, and I'm like, I really don't like being a homeowner. <laughs> like, is that yeah. weird? No, so it's funny we're kind of in the same place where I, I feel the same way. I. I um, in 2017, I read a ton of books. Um, a quote that I posted everywhere continuously is that 85% of millionaires read two or more books a year. So I read a mm -hmm. ton of books this year, and a lot of them were about home, like um, rental income and um, rental properties and that sort of thing. And right. I really 
ready to rent my house out and move on to the next thing and the next thing. I don't know what that's going to be, but that is my goal is to have a rental property in 2018. And I feel like, man, this beautiful house could be someone's house and I could rent it out to them. So, no, I feel the same way. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you think it's possible for you to have a rental property in 2018? So, you know, uh, yes and no. So, thinking positive, yes. Uh, there's some things up my sleeve. We'll see how they go where um, I may be able to move into a vacant house that my family has mm. um, right now. My grandma's in a nursing home right now, but our house is still, we own it and take care of it. Um, but that would, it's a different city and would require a lot of moving parts. So um, it's something I've considered, but um, I have a good friend in Indy. His name is Alex. And he started the website Cash Flow Diaries. And he is all about cash flow diaries. Awesome. Yeah, so he has a bunch of rental properties. He used to live in Austin, Texas. Um, Now he lives in Indy. And he, we get together in terms of indie bloggers uh, every couple months. And another blogger, her name is Britt and the Benjamins. She's another indie blogger. She actually just got her first rental property maybe two months ago, and he helped her a lot. And he basically said to me, Tia, what do you need? Like, short of money, I'll help you. So that's really encouraging to have people in your circle that have done it before. Um, his right. blog is a great resource about, like, real estate investing. So uh, I do pick his brain time to time. And we'll, we'll see what 2018 holds. I think it's going to happen. I can feel, <laughs> I can feel it. So, um, you know, I mean, after talking to you for a little bit, you have a chip on your shoulder, I feel like. You want to be you have you want to be successful and you're taking all the right steps to to make that happen. Where do you think that comes from? Why do you think you're not, you know, consuming content rather than creating it? That's a good question I never really thought of. Oh, very good question. She may have stumped me. Uh, I don't know. Because no. I think that I have a wealth of knowledge that I want to share with others. Because I think okay. that I do consume, like I mentioned, I've read I read a lot of books last year and hope to read or will read a lot of books next year. Um, I read quite a few blogs. Uh, but I think my biggest awakening is a lot of the people, whether it's Michelle, like she's done awesome things with her website, but you know, she started it like five or six years ago, and she was consistent, and she worked really hard. I watched her her YouTube interview um, with the gentleman who started Good Financial Sense. His name is not coming to me right now. But she said when she first quit her job, she was working 100 hours a month wow. on her website. Wow. So people like to always look at the six figures per month that she's making, but when she was making a lot less than that, she was putting a lot of work in. So, I mean, things like that really motivate me. Like, if she can do it, why can't I? Like, why can't you? Why can't we all do it? Why can't we all do it? You know, one of the, I don't know if I want to say it's a motto, but I feel like a lot of people post on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all, you know, Snapchat, all the big fours, right? People post on those things about their lives, and I feel like we can all 
make money from our stories. Like if you're going to post, if you're going to let yourself be out there, at least get something back from it. Right. Even if it's the gratification of helping someone or inspiring someone, motivating someone. So like if, you, if you're going to put it out there, get the acknowledgement from it, you know? Exactly. Hmm. That's very cool. Thing is consistency with anything yep. is the second consistency because I mean, like I said, I so this is my third blog technically. The first mm-hmm. blog didn't go that well. It lasted only a couple months and friends actually I haven't supported friends, I'd say it was a friend maybe last summer who laughed at me like, Man, see this is your third website and I was like, No, it's not. It's my second and they're like, No, I remember I used to read the first one. I was like, Oh yeah So it's having those supportive people that always encourage you, whether it's people you actually know or, you know, Internet people. Like, people on Twitter encourage me all the time, and I hope I'm able to do the same as well as Instagram and Facebook. Um, but it's surrounding yourself with, you know, encouraging people. And even if you get busy for a month or two, it's not being afraid to say, okay, I was busy. You know, I didn't email my list for a long time, but I'm going to email them today and say, hey, guys, what's going on? I'm sorry. Um, this is what I can share with you knowledge i can give to you yeah wow that's uh that's awesome like the consistency thing is is big especially with me like i'm it's it's hard for me like i'm not a very good writer right so i'll be i'll think of a post and i'm like i'm gonna go today and then two hours go by and i have a paragraph down (laughs) right and then i'm like i'll just I'll just pick it back up tomorrow, and then tomorrow goes comes by, nothing happens. The next day, I'm like, I really should finish this. I put, like, four more hours into it. I'm like, ah, I'll finish it later. And then it's, like, the third day or fourth day, and I'm just posting it after having spent almost 10 hours on a post. And then that goes into the next one where I'm like, oh, am I really going to take another 10 hours to, to write one post? And I just get so unmotivated it's it's weird but like when i have that what that that's what i've noticed that like if i have it i just got to keep going i just got to write it even if it takes me like five six hours sit down write it no distractions and then post because once it's out there it's out there right? <laughs> you, you know you've done it. but exactly. yeah yeah and huh. now I, I have a post in my draft a million in my draft. I, I ideally I outlined all my posts for 2018, but I know that'll change depending on my mood and what's going on in the news. Um, so it's just you know finding what you love, and if you love podcasting and talking to people, I mean that could be your outlet. It could be less less blog posts. It could be. <laughs> it well could be. I mean, it's all about finding. It's not about like what is it? It's not about trying to make yourself good at the things you're not good at. It's about finding what you're good at and then doubling down. And that mm-hmm. just comes from trying new things. I mean, maybe video is my thing. I want to know like keep doing it, right? Um, mm-hmm. But that's pretty awesome. So um, I'm on Twitter now, and I'm looking at your Twitter uh, page. Do you have, like, did you have a, a, a tweet that was, like, your personal Twitter, and then you created a one for uh, Fabulous and Fit, or... Like, did you just have one and went with it? Like, how, how, what's been your Twitter experience, would you say? So I do have a personal uh, Twitter page that I uh, don't talk about finances on. And then you have the business, well, essentially the business one, uh, quote, unquote, right? Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I will say a secret 
Um, it's not really a huge secret, but you can't be everywhere at once. So I use a lot of automated tools, whether it's for whatever social media. Twitter, though, I will, it will say is my favorite social media of them all. So I like to talk to people. So I, I although I do automate quite a bit, I, I jump on and still say, oh, this is a good thought. Or, oh, let me talk to people. And let me see what people are writing about so I can retweet some of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, uh, I'm, Twitter has been awesome for, as you mentioned before, getting around people that are doing the things that you're doing and um, and just building that network of, of people that are already winning and people that are winning with you, you know. Um, that's been my experience. It's been, it's been great. Um, yeah, wow. So, you know, we've, we've talked about a lot. Um, and I feel like we could keep talking about a lot. But one thing, um, you know, Hungry Being, my brand is all about is, uh, you know, just the nitty gritty, like waking up at whatever, going to bed at whenever, just working as much as you can and optimizing your wake, your awake hours, right? Um, mm-hmm. So what would you say has been in the realm of entrepreneurship or in the in the world of grit, what would you say um, has been your biggest um, takeaway and from that world or from those worlds? And how and what would you say is your biggest takeaway? And what would you say you've put into that? So it may be a little different. My my answer may be a little different, but um, mm-hmm. I will say before I truly buckled got serious with my website I spent a lot of time with my friends and although I still love them and I'll probably go out and see them later you also Mm -hmm. have to make sacrifices so you know no I cannot go out with you from work I can't can't go to work from eight to five and then go hang out from five to ten and then come Mm -hmm. home and do work because I'm not going to do work so it's not being afraid to say no for your say no for what your true goals are um, and if, if they're your true friends, they'll understand, um, they'll encourage you, they'll motivate you. And if they're not your true friends, I mean, it is what it is. And <laughs> keep it moving. Um, that's been uh, more eye-opening for me lately because I've realized, I mean, you really can't do everything. Like, you can't. Like, I don't like to wake up early. I don't mind staying up late, but I don't like to wake up early. And so I can't hang out all the time and still get all my work done. Um, so that's kind of been the biggest thing, but with that, I found people that truly do want to encourage and motivate me, whether it's in person or online, that are still there for me. So uh, I guess making sacrifices overall, and uh, I freed up my time a lot, and I have a good to-do list now. So I, I pretty much make a daily to-do list about what I want to accomplish each day. Um, I used to make like weekly or monthly, but it's too overwhelming and I would just not get anything done. So uh, daily to-do list seems to help me and it may be as small as send an email to five people uh, to be on their podcast. That could be my my email literally, Um, Mm -hmm. but I know Mm -hmm. that's my to-do list. I know I can get that done versus 50 million things that I don't get any of them done. (laughs) That's, that's, uh, That's great. Wow. That's awesome. Um, well, we've, we've talked about a lot, you know, and, uh, again, I want to thank you for, for taking the time to, to talk with the, 
the hungry nation and uh you know letting your a little bit more of your story out there and letting a little bit more of a of a context into or i guess context and content into the world um, before you go i have two questions for you one of them being you know 2018 is uh is already here it's not just that it's coming up it's already here so um, what's your not like a goal or not like um um like a resolution but what's your what's the biggest thing in 2018 you're looking forward to i so this is, <laughs> might be kind of corny but i, I said this on twitter earlier so the number one thing that i want to do or accomplish in 2018 is to help more people and mm-hmm. i feel like if i help more people everything else will fall in line mm-hmm. um so, yeah, I have lots of smaller goals within what that means, like reach and attending conferences, being on podcasts, and lots of other goals, but ultimately it all relates to helping more people. Essentially, more engagement, more eyeballs, the whole the whole nine. Yeah, and, and just being more present is kind of one of my things in terms of helping more people. Um, mm-hmm. Recently, my Instagram engagement has been way up because I've been posting more. I've been helping more people. Um, people mm-hmm. have been reaching out to me one-on-one and really taking the time if someone, you know, sends you that DM or that email and say, okay, how can I really help you? I'm not, I'm not just going to, you know, get to this a week later. How can I help you now? Because um, I know it will mean so much to you. So just really taking the time to help more people. Um, I'm going to have some in-person events to help people in person. I've done a couple of speaking events last year, um, but doing more of those, those speaking events uh, and helping more people. Yeah, awesome. Well, you're uh, you're you're already there. I'll tell you that right now, and you're just going to keep going. So that's uh, that's perfect. One last question: What's one thing you would like to tell a younger you? And what is one thing? you would like to tell a future you if you saw them today. So one for a younger version of yourself, one for an older version of yourself. Can it be the, can I tell the person, can I tell them the same thing? <laughs> you can. Yeah, this is your moment. I'll, I'll, I'll switch it. I'll switch it. So I'll tell the younger version um, to have confidence and be confident mm. in your abilities, um, I think anyone starting a new platform is like, man, everyone around me has been doing this forever. That's why I need to start it. That's why I want to see in my website perfect and trademark. Um, but it's like all of those people were once in your seat. So just believe in yourself and your abilities because, uh, you know, you, you'll get there. So that's what I would uh, tell or being confident, that's what I would tell the younger version and the older version because, you know, we're all going to be super successful. So, excuse me, don't forget where you came from. Don't forget um, the engagements. I think, you know, as as you start to grow an audience, you do start to outsource more things or automate more things. But, you know, it means a lot to answer an email personally or answer a DM personally. So, no, no matter how busy you get, don't don't forget to take time to, you know, reach out and and talk to people. Mm. Perfect. Perfect. Tia, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, if you just want to blast out your uh, your Twitter handles, your Instagram handles, your website, 
uh, social media stuff, blast that out so that people can, uh, can find you. That will be great. Sure. I'm just going to keep it easy for, for everyone out there. Just head over to my website, which is financiallyfitandfab.com. Um, when you get to the website in the top right-hand corner, it will be linked to my Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, and YouTube pages. So all there because it's a lot to keep up with. So just go to financiallyfitandfab.com. I do have a challenge coming up soon, so make sure you check out the home page for, for updates and challenges to really kick your finances in shape. Mm, perfect. Tia, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciated to, to get to talk to you. Uh didn't seem like we were even talking this long, so I really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. You have a good night. You two will have to keep in touch in terms of your your podcasting and blogging journey. And if there's anything we'll that I do. can do to help, uh, definitely let me know. Mm, we'll do. Thank you. Oh, no problem. You have a good night. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Well, Hungry Nation, that was Tia from Financially Fit and Fab. We talked a lot about finances, business, life. Um, if you uh, have any more questions, uh, let me know. Uh, if you have any more questions for Tia, uh, find her on Twitter, fit and at fit. What is that? F I N F I T and Fab, Fin Fit and Fab. That's on tw on Twitter. Um, and her website is financiallyfitandfab.com. So uh, with that, I leave you till the next podcast, till the next show. Um, stay hungry out there and keep going and keep going. <laughs>